Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. All right. Hey, everybody. I want to welcome you to today's edition of Bible News Radio, coming to you live from Middle Tennessee, right here, straight from Spring Hill. I am your sweet, lovable host, Stacey Lynn Harp, and I hope you guys have uh, the next hour you can hang out with us. I am super tired. (laughs) I'm going to share with you why and why my hair is like... It's because of the humidity here in Tennessee. Anyway, we're going to talk about some news headlines of the day, and we're going to talk about some other stuff too. So do me a favor and share this out if you don't mind, whatever platform you're on. If you're on Periscope, YouTube, or uh, Facebook, uh, just hit that share button and let it go <sighs> to wherever it's going. <laughs> and uh, and I actually hope that, uh, that you stick around. Um, and, uh, and I don't fall asleep in the middle of the show. (sighs) (laughs) Hey, I also want to invite you, if you are not on my text message list, please join me by texting Bible News to 33222 on your cell phone. All you gotta do is text the term Bible News, that's one word together, to 33222, and then you'll get some text messages from me every day. Uh, alerting you to when the show's coming on and then uh, maybe a maybe a verse of encouragement or uh, something like that. Well, thank you, Barry. I appreciate you saying my hair looks good. It, yeah, I just, I'm feeling hot. It's been really humid here in Tennessee. All right, Diane and Melanie, Denny. Hey, Denny, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Am I following you? I don't know yet. Okay, I'm following you now, girl. There we go. Barry and whoever else is coming in on Periscope. Thank you for coming in, and also on Facebook, over at Bible News Radio. Thank you guys for joining us. Be sure to hit the replay. If if you're watching us on the replay on Facebook, let me know just by typing in the replay there. Hey, Darren. Nice to see you. Hope you guys are having a good thing. You're coming to Tennessee in October? Awesome. Well, we're going to Oklahoma in October, so it depends on when you are. Maybe we can hook up if you're here when we are. Uh, yeah, we are. All right, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this out over on Bible News Radio on Facebook. I I hope at least I'm gonna try to. All right. All right. <clears throat> Ten two to six. Okay, you. Well, we will be here actually. That's right, before my birthday. Okay, so, yeah, just send me the details. And maybe we can connect up. All right, you guys, we we have an uh, uh, interesting show. I hope that you can take time to join us. I'm going to go ahead and put this on public. That way everybody can see it. And if you're on Facebook and you want to say hello to me so I know that you're there, you got to say hi so I know you're there. All right. And thank you guys. And seriously, I actually want to uh, thank you guys for um, spending part of your day. Okay, we're not anywhere near there, uh, unfortunately. So that would be quite the drive. And uh, unfortunately, but we can still connect if you call me up. (laughs) You got my number, I think. Uh, Or you can text me and I can give you my number. Okay, so speaking of the text messages... uh, I wanted to start the show out by sharing, uh, last night I texted everybody on my text message list and I told them, um, if you text me back, I will share your, your answer on the show today. So I wanted to do that. Hi Rex, no feet. Okay. So yesterday I asked here, I said, uh, tell me what the best part of your day was. And you know, I think it's good to talk about what the good parts of your days are because somebody, you know, we live in such a negative world. It's always super good to just 
focus on the positive. So I actually got a number of responses back. Jeremy texted me back. He said Miranda was doing better. That's his wife who has been sick lately. And so she's doing better. Uh, Diane said watching her favorite online church service was the best part of her day yesterday. Uh, Carmen said the best part of her day was seeing her eighth grandbaby born. And that baby, Isabella Rosita Sanchez, was born four pounds, ten ounces, premature, uh, but but perfectly healthy in every every way, which is super cool. Hey, I was four pounds when I was born. I was actually almost two months premature. Yep, true story. I'm a miracle baby. Uh, Mama Gina said the best part of her day was praying and communicating with God on her porch while it rained out, which that sounds so, that sounds super cool to me. Um, and Kim, who is a life flight helicopter paramedic, uh, said the best part of her day was the view from her office. And she actually sent me a message, a uh, picture literally of the view from the helicopter. So that's kind of cool. Not a view everybody gets to see every day. Uh, Denny actually said the best part of her day was resting her bad knee. And I'm glad you're doing that. That's super important. You know, ice it, use Advil, put a, put a, a brace on it and just take care of it. Cause you know, your knees are important. And then Steven actually said the best part of his day yesterday was celebrating five years in business. And that is quite the achievement because most businesses fail in under five years. <laughs> so, Stephen, if you're watching this or you watch the replay, then I want to actually thank you for doing that. I want to say hi to Darren over on Facebook. And uh, anyway, and Larissa, I saw Larissa just made a comment over there as well. And let's see who else came in. Uh, I think some of these people are, are sex bots over on that. But, of course, it wouldn't be Periscope. Unless there was a repeat bot, a sex bot, and other weird bots over there <laughs> on, on there. Anyway, so today we have some interesting news, but as I always want to do on, on, you know, I always share something personal. So over the weekend, uh, one of my best friends in the whole entire universe, who I literally have not seen in person in over 30 years... Uh, her and I were talking because I just recently signed her up for ID Shield, and uh, you know we've been friends since I was about 19 years old, and we've had uh, we've had a really interesting relationship. It was very she was my first mentor and big sister, my very first person I ever really let into that heart of mine to have a big sister. And um, anyway, we used to go to the same church together, and some you know a lot of stuff happened. And anyway, long story short. We fell out of touch, miraculously found each other again, got back in touch. Um, in the last five or six years, we've actually been in touch on Facebook, but we have not been able to see each other because she lives in Texas and I live in Tennessee and they're not like next door, you know? <laughs> well, she had to go to Ohio this weekend uh, because uh, she has her grandkids and uh, she wanted to deliver them back to her, her son. And anyway, she offered to drive through Tennessee on her way to Ohio to see me. And so she's like, are you sure you want to, are you sure you want me to come? It might be, it might be late, you know? And I'm like, I don't care what time it is. If you're willing to drive here from Texas in one day, yeah, I don't care. I'll stay up till the middle of the night to see you. And she arrived here about 10 minutes after one. I was up. I stayed up. I didn't even fall asleep to to stay up late to, to see her. Her name's Cheryl. And, uh, and when I saw that, that truck drive into my driveway, I was just like, kind of, but I, you know how you go to a high school reunion, you know, every 10 years and, you know, although I haven't, I haven't actually gone to a high school reunion, uh, since my 10th reunion. But it was just like that. It was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> she, I literally ran out to the truck. She jumped out and I, we jumped into each other's arms and it was awesome. We were just like, we were just hugging each other going, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this is real. I can't believe that I'm seeing you. And, and uh, anyway, so we were up to past two o'clock in the morning. And then of course I got up super early um, and they slept a little bit late, but I've been up. So I'm a little bit tired. I think I've been running on maybe three hours of sleep. So 
Uh, if you're a friend of mine on Facebook, you saw some pictures uh, that Randall and I posted, and um, and you'll probably be seeing more of her, just so you know, because she's got quite the testimony, and, um, you know, it, it's just, it's really cool. And, and Randall got to meet her for the first time. He's talked to her numerous times, but uh, what was that like for you, Randall, to actually meet Cheryl for the first time uh, after knowing, you know, of her for so many years. Oh, uh, I would say exactly like uh, meeting Cheryl for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So that was super cool. Very, very cool. And, uh, um, and I got to meet her friend, Bev, uh, who has an amazing testimony. If you're in my legal shield group, you heard some of it. I, I interviewed both of her and, um, her and Bev a little bit about their testimony and I'm hoping maybe I'll be able at some point to get them both on and, and actually have them on the show because I think it would be, um, I think it would be encouragement to you both, all of you out there, because um, it, it's our relationship is really a testimony of God's love, His mercy, His grace, and the way that He directs your path back uh, through a series of people who have brought healing into your life. It's really. Um, it's really amazing. It really is. Randall told me that he thought that I was starstruck. And I'm like, no, it had nothing to do with being starstruck. It had to do with, I can't believe this is happening. It's like, oh my gosh, this is, because you know what the enemy means for evil, right? And those of you guys know what I'm talking about. When, when the enemy tries to sever and destroy a relationship uh, and do things that are not good, and he does this throughout the body of Christ, by the way. He creates division and dissension and hate and all that. Uh, but you see God knits things together for good. It is awesome. It is so, so awesome. So that is why I'm tired, but it's a good tired. So uh, so I hope you guys are blessed by that. And um, she is literally driving right now to Ohio, so maybe she'll be on Periscope at some point. But... <clears throat> I uh, wanted to tell you about this news item uh, that we headed the, the show with. I'm trying to figure out what that is right now because I'm trying to trying to remember what Randall titled this titled the show. Uh, I'm going to tweet it out, by the way. Oh yeah, Bishop decries some. Okay, okay, yeah. So that okay. So as you guys know, we have been doing a series about homosexuality, and we're doing it out of this book, After the Ball. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to pick up, we're going to talk about the third tactic that the gay activist who wrote this uh, actually implemented in our culture. So make sure you stay tuned for tomorrow's show. Today, we're just going to look at some headlines. And I saw this headline over on Breitbart. And, um, and, and the actual headline will, um, some people may call inflammatory. Okay, let's just say it that way. But this is the headline, Wisconsin Bishop decries homosexual subculture within the hierarchy of the Catholic Church. So just by, by virtue of the, the title, homosexual subculture within the hierarchy of the Catholic Church, that a lot of people are going to go, oh my gosh, that's not, you know, that's evil. Hey, Keto Bill and prophetess. Um, so listen to this. It says here, and Thomas Williams, PhD, wrote this. He wrote, it is time to admit that there is a homosexual subculture within the hierarchy of the Catholic Church that is wreaking great devastation in the vineyard of the Lord, writes Madison Bishop Robert C. Morlino on Saturday in a sharply worded letter to the faithful. For too long we have diminished the reality of sin. We have refused to call a sin a sin. We have excused sin in the name of a mistaken notion of mercy. The bishop writes in the Catholic Herald. To be clear, in the specific situations at hand, we are talking about deviant sexual, almost exclusively homosexual acts by clerics, he states, referring to a recent report from a Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania uh, grand jury, as well as scandals involving a Honduran seminary, Chilean clergy and bishops, and a prominent U.S. cardinal. We're also talking about homosexual propositions and abuses against seminarians and young priests by powerful priests, bishops, and cardinals, Bishop Morlino writes. 
We are talking about acts and actions which are not only a violation of the sacred promises made by some, in short, sacrilege, but also are in violation of the natural moral law for all. And I want you to note that too, uh, because the natural moral law, what is that, you guys? I mean, think about it. What is it? The natural moral law is, is based on God's Ten Commandments, first of all. But also that, you know, a woman and a man go together and two men and two women do not go together. To call it anything else would be deceitful and would only ignore the problem further, he writes. The bishop also addresses disingenuous attempts by LGBT activists as well as the mainstream media to diminish the homosexual nature of the vast majority of clerical sex abuse. And they do. They completely minimize it and diminish it. They... they deny it's actually homosexual predators in the Catholic Church. That's actually what they do. Because that doesn't fit with the, with the propaganda that we're laying out and showing you what the activists are talking about. That's why they deny it. It says here, there's been a great deal of effort to keep separate acts which fall under the category of now culturally acceptable acts of homosexuality from the publicly deplorable acts of pedophilia, he states. Right? So, I mean, think about that, okay? Right now, our culture still considers pedophilia deplorable, you know, wicked, wrong, but they don't homosexual acts, right? But if you actually look at homosexual acts and what they are, even according to scripture, homosexuality is an abomination to the Lord. And if you actually say that, in this politically correct society, even in the church, you're going to have people look at you bad and they're going to mock you. They're going to tell you you're an intolerant, hateful, bigot, homophobe, all that stuff. How dare you? And by virtue, what they're doing is they're calling God the same thing, right? Because they're essentially saying what God says doesn't matter and what the stupid mankind who came up with that dumb thing is saying is actually more important and they're more valid. So they care more about being a man pleaser than a God pleaser. And Paul, I think it was, said, you must obey God rather than man. Or maybe it was, was it Paul or Peter? Peter. It was Peter that said that. Thank you, Bible fact checker man. Uh, anyway, so anyway, it goes on to say, that is to say, until recently, the problems of the church have been painted purely as problems of pedophilia. This, despite clear evidence to the contrary, he adds. To fall into the trap of parsing problems according to what society might find acceptable or unacceptable is ignoring the fact that the church has never held any of it to be acceptable. Neither the abuse of children, nor any use of one's sexuality outside the marital relationship, nor the sin of sodomy, nor the entering of clerics into intimate sexual relationships at all, nor the abuse and coercion by all those in authority, he says. Turning to the widely reported reports on homosexual abuse by former Cardinal uh, McCarrick, Bishop Morlino denounces them while insisting they are merely the tip of the iceberg. While recent credible accusations of child sex sexual abuse by Archbishop McCarrick have brought a whole slew of issues to light, long ignored was the issue of abuse of its power for the sake of homosexual gratification, he writes. Um, the homosexual subculture afflicting the hierarchy of the Catholic Church is wreaking great devastation among the faithful, he notes. While the homosexual inclination is not in itself sinful, it is intrinsically disordered in a way that renders any man stably afflicted by it unfit to be a priest, he says. Moreover, the decision to act upon the homosexual inclination is a sin so grave that it cries out to heaven for vengeance, especially when it involves preying upon the young or the vulnerable. The crisis we face is not limited to the McCarrick affair or the Pennsylvania grand jury report or anything else that may come, Morlino notes, since the deeper crisis is a license for sin to have a home in individuals at every level of the church. There is a certain comfort level with sin that has come to pervade our teaching, our preaching, our decision making, and our very way of life, our very way of living, he says. The bishop says he adds his name to those calling for real and sustained reform in the Episcopate, priesthood, our parishes, schools, universities, seminaries that would root out and hold accountable any would-be sexual predator or accomplice. 
we as a church must cease our acceptance of sin and evil. We must cast out sin from our own lives and run towards holiness, he writes. We must refuse to be silent in the face of sin and evil in our families and communities. We must demand from our pastors, myself included, that they themselves are striving in a day uh, day in and day out for holiness. And those are fighting words. Let's just say it. Those are actually fighting words to a lot of people, right? I mean, how dare you say we as a church must cease our acceptance of sin and evil, right? I mean, when it's so pervasive within the church as a whole, you know, and all that, Randall wants to say something. Right, I mean, so. it goes, yeah, it goes, you know, the Protestant church as well. Yes, they're fighting wars, but fighting <coughs> fighting the good fight, you know, being bold, standing up, going with God, and fighting for righteousness, uh, hats off to this guy. I'm uh, so, <sighs> yeah. so, so glad to, uh, you know, hear of this. Yeah, so that's, that's super good. Okay, so there's that one, and then let's see what was the other one here. Um, let me see here. Nope, I don't want to go that way. Uh, okay, so the bottom line is Catholic Church has a homosexual subculture. Bottom line, the Protestant Church does as well. Uh, it's just not as obvious um, if the recent Revoice conference doesn't actually share how the liberal faction of the church has indoctrinated people into thinking that homosexuality is normal, natural, should be accepted and embraced, and you should identify yourself that way as a Christian, uh, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. I mean, the Bible clearly condemns it. All you got to do is read the Bible. But uh, people don't want to do that. So it is interesting that I did come across this article too, the one about why is the Bible so offensive. And this is an interesting article um, because it's written by Greg Laurie. And if you have tuned into our show for the last couple of weeks anyway, uh, you know, um, we talked about how the Harvest Crusade basically came under attack because Greg Laurie was standing there with a Bible in his hand. Like this, with his hand up there, like that. Anyway, so Greg wrote a, wrote an article, which was more of a black rectangle than a than a Bible. It just yeah, it was like a it was like a reminded me of like rubber stamping. It was that kind of a silhouette. I've got a dog on my lap shaking the table. Sorry about that. That's all right. Anyway, but yeah. So the crazy. So um, Greg Laurie wrote. Pastor Greg Laurie wrote. Um, would you believe it if I told you the mere sight of the Bible is offensive to some people? This week, my church is holding its SoCal Harvest event for the 29th year in a row. Formerly known as Harvest Crusade, this annual gathering is one of the largest evangelical outreach events in the world. As many as 100,000 people will fill Angel Stadium this evening and the following two days, and a good portion of them will find hope, purpose, and meaning for their lives, which is a good thing, right? Some people are pretty upset about SoCal Harvest, not because of anything I just mentioned, but because in a series of billboards uh, we use to promote the event, there's a photo of me, Greg Laurie talking, uh, holding a Bible. A real estate company that owns one of the most popular malls in Southern California said it received multiple complaints from people who found the image of the Bible offensive. And by the way, this was... Um, uh, Fashion Island, and it was the Irvine Company, I believe, right? Irvine Company, Fashion Island. Okay, so you guys can boycott them. Uh, it says here, and at least one serious threat. They supposedly got one, quote, serious threat. But the question is, did they actually? I mean, really? Because was the FBI called? Were the police actually called? Uh, I mean, really, how threatening is a billboard, Right. With, I mean, seriously, he's holding a book. Wait, hold on. It, is this a threat? This after the ball book? Is it a threat? Well, it's, I mean, it's not that the, you know, it's not that the picture was a threat. It's they received at least one serious threat because someone was offended yeah. by a depiction of the Bible, which was really just like a, like I said, a black rectangle. It didn't have a big cross on it. It didn't say Holy Bible, nothing like that. 
just you'd only have to know who Greg Laurie was and what Soul Calhavers is to intuit that it was the Bible in the visual depiction. Yeah. Uh, the article goes on to say, it's often said that a Bible that's falling apart is an indication of a life that isn't. What's offensive about that? So here's the thing. What's offensive about a life, a scriptural Bible-believing life, what, that does, that's not falling apart? I mean, think about it. The Bible says that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Okay? Comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So if you happen to live a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control, that's a threat to the enemy. And that's what the Bible offers people, right? Because the devil, all he wants to do is wreak havoc. I mean, that's literally all he wants to do. But anyway, Greg Laurie goes on to, to write, Apparently, in our intolerant culture, we can no longer display the Bible in public. The art in question was a tribute, a tribute to my hero and mentor, the late Reverend Billy Graham, who often lifted the Bible high over his head as he preached to stadiums full of people. We hold the Bible high just like Billy did because it has changed our lives. The same is true for millions of other people, and it has been true for centuries. Harvard, Yale, and a number of the other original nine colonial colleges in America were established by people who believed in the Bible. The Salvation Army, which has helped countless vulnerable people who started or was started by a man who believed in the Bible and lived accordingly. The abolitionist movement was led by men and women who believed the words in the Bible and took them to heart. And let's not forget Martin Luther King Jr., whose celebrated speeches, which in many, many ways are really sermons, are now enshrined in our collective consciousness. And yet here we are having to tiptoe around some who find it offensive. Most of us know that the Bible is a powerful book. Yeah, we do. Uh, when we swear people into office or take their testimony in a court of law, we often ask them to put one hand on the Bible. When a couple is married, a child is born, or a loved one passes, many of us write their names in family Bibles. We can find Bibles in nearly every hotel room in America, and most Americans have at least one Bible in their home. In fact, 80% of Americans, including 71% of college graduates, believe the Bible is the inspired word of God. At the same time, there is a significant disconnect, which is in part why we exist. Half of those who claim to read the Bible aren't able to name the four Gospels in the New Testament. The names aren't John, Paul, George, and Ringo, just so you know. SoCal Harvest exists in large part to help bridge this disconnect for as many people as possible. We believe the Bible is God's love letter to humanity. It's for people who do not want to be controlled by their passions, people who do not want so much pain in life, and people who want better relationships with others. The Bible is for people who want to know the purpose of this life and enter into heaven in the next one, which I would hope that would be the desire of all people. And then Greg says, As a 17-year-old kid searching for meaning and strung out on drugs, I heard the words in the Bible and began a transformation that changed the course of my life. Forty years later, when my son Christopher died suddenly in a car crash at the age of 33, the Bible became much more than a book to me. It was my lifeline. It's often said that a Bible that's falling apart is an indication of a life that isn't. What's so offensive about that? And by the way, I should tell you, a couple of years back when his son did die, Christopher, um, I remember I was blogging at the time and... Um, it was, I was like blogging on a daily basis and I remember the outpouring on the internet for Greg Laurie and his wife, uh, because what happened with, uh, Christopher, he was killed on the, I think it was the 91 freeway in a car accident. I think he was riding a motorcycle. I can't remember. It was just an actual car accident. Well, anyway, the bottom line is it was one of the most heartbreaking messages and times I ever saw Greg Glory go through. And um, all I can say is that that man has stood firm. God has uphold, held him with his righteous right hand, and he has remained steadfast and faithful to Jesus and continues 
to uh, share the gospel of Christ with everybody he can. He continues to do the Harvest Crusade. And the very fact that the Harvest Crusade has now become under attack in America should tell you a lot about how threatened the enemy is and how the spiritual warfare in our country is getting greater and greater. In fact, last week, uh, I didn't get to cover this, I don't think, but uh, that bill that wants to ban homosexual counseling and any type of clergy or anybody from trying to help somebody who's struggling with unwanted same-sex attraction, that bill was actually passed in the Senate up in Northern California uh, by their assembly. And now they have to, it has to go through one more vote before it actually is signed into law and actually made law. It was passed despite overwhelming uh, public opposition, despite big, huge churches like Jack Hibbs Church in Calvary Chapel, Chino uh, Hills or Chino. I'm not sure if it's Chino Hills or Chino, but, but the thing is, is despite the thousands of people, the thousands of messages that went up there, those liberal people up there that hate God and his word and they want to destroy lives have actually blocked access again, once again, to the issue of trying to get people help from homosexuality. Why is that? Yeah, AB 2943. Thanks. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> I love you guys who, who are like sending me stuff and helping me out. Darren, I got your other message too. I just don't have the, I can't really see it because it's really little. Uh, maybe I can talk about it tomorrow though. But yeah, AB, AB 2943. Um, if you guys go to ab2943.com, uh, CaliforniaFamily.org actually wrote this. They wrote, with a shameful 12, 25 to 11 vote, California senators just attacked counselors, pastors, and people of faith as frauds. Okay? California senators, who are wicked and evil in all their ways, approved AB 2943 Thursday morning, August 16th, after a robust debate. The bill now heads to the Assembly floor for a vote as soon as Monday. That would be today. So I don't know actually if they if it has already voted or not, but um, uh, AB 2943 is the radical bill from Assemblymember Evan Lowe and the LGBT Legislative Caucus. And it says here, uh, with Thursday's vote, elected leaders told churches and those with biblical beliefs about gender and sexual orientation that advocating for their views could be could get them sued. And and this drives me nuts. First of all, the term sexual orientation is a made-up LGBT activist term. We shouldn't even be using that. Look, you're either a man or a woman. You're you're born male or female. That's it. Yes, and I know there's some cisgenders out there, and it's like 0.0000000 to the 10 millionth degree power, 1%. It's absolutely ridiculous, right? So the point is, is that, look, if your sexuality has been damaged in some way, and you have the proclivity to go towards the other gender or the same sex gender, you have an issue you need to deal with in therapy or with the Lord and some prayer people. You know, you need to get into some healthy mentoring or, you know, accountability or something to deal with that issue. And there are places out there like First Stone Ministries, the Restored Hope Network, you know, places like that, that this bill will actually stop people from doing what they're called to do, right? Um, so anyway, the point is that um, the Bible is offensive because it tells us that we are to be bearers of good news, right? And that there is hope and healing for all those who are, who are in sin. But when you remove sin and you remove the cross from Christianity, you have a powerless Christianity because you don't have Christianity without the cross, right? What was the point of Jesus dying for our sin if that doesn't cover it, right? So we're going to redefine what sin is, right? Okay, so it's no longer sinful to be homosexual or to act on that way. Okay, according to some people, that's that's what they think. And yet they call God a liar when they say that because God's like very clear on the issue. Extremely clear. There's There are so many issues in the Bible that are so clear. It's ridiculous how clear they are, you know, and they just, you know... They, the, the, those who are trapped in the darkness, they just want to continue to, you know, call it what it is. So anyway, man, I'm so tired, you guys. 
<laughs> do, do I look like I'm ready to fall asleep? Because I sure feel like it. I'm super tired. All of a sudden, man, I just, whoa. I'm just <laughs> I didn't have any caffeine today. I probably should have. All right. I want to get to one last story. Uh, but before I do, uh, I want to remind you, uh, if you have a product or a service you want to advertise on my show, like like Kevin Joseph McCaw did with this book, Science in the Bible. By the way, you can get this at lulu.com or you can get the actual uh, Kindle version of this book over on Amazon. Just look up the book Science and the Bible uh, by Kevin Joseph McCaw. This is a short little book and it's basically chapters that are short little chapters talking about how scientific, you know, uh, research and stuff impacts various things like, uh, like let's see here, there is um, the resurrection, miracles, giraffes, woodpeckers, uh, starlings, squirrels, gorillas, rhinoceros, beetles, tiger, beetles, snakes, beavers, bats, bees, sharks, humans, ants, camels, cockroaches, the universe. I love it. it goes from cockroaches to the universe. Anyway, he writes little vignettes that talk about the scientific basis and how God created these things uh, and how it basically ultimately validates the scripture. If you want to get a copy of this book, it is a self-published book. There are some errors in it as far as editing and stuff, so it's not the most crisp read. And I'm only telling you that just so if you buy it, you're not like, oh my gosh, Stacy recommended this. Just so you know, the the I think the guy that wrote it is, is disabled. Um, but uh, I wanted to give him a chance to share something that I think it's actually very interesting. So if you want to spend a couple of bucks, just know that it's self-published, written by a disabled man. Uh, so there are some grammatical issues in it, but doesn't denote, you know, doesn't negate the message of the actual book. So you can check it out. All right. So lulu.com or Amazon Science in the Bible. All right. So if you have something like that you want to promote on our show, just send me a message and we'll tell you how you can do that. Uh, you can contact me uh, through BibleNewsRadio.com <laughs> on our contact page. You can tweet me or you can send me a message on Facebook uh, or you can join my text message list. Uh, text Bible News to 33222 and send me a message with your name in it so I know who you are and then ask me your question and I'll write you back. Uh, so it's pretty easy. And make sure you join my email list too at BibleNewsRadio.com. I do my best to uh, send that out. Also, Ariel Ministries um, uh, actually underwrites our show. And we have a special with them. Uh, if you want to get any of their material, you can go to Ariel.org and use the coupon code BibleNews and save 20% on anything in the store. Uh, in fact, this, this month we're talking about the Come and See series. We have, uh, we have a couple of books. We have the Come and See series, The Word of God, Its Nature, and Content. This is a really relatively short Bible study. And then also this is The Word of God, uh, What We Know About God, The Theology Proper. So these are all very solid. This one talks about the Trinity in here, uh, in this one, and, uh, and all that. So these are really good. Uh, make good gifts for your pastor or elder board or anybody you think needs to actually read the Bible and knows what it says. Uh, and just make sure when you get it, you use the coupon code Bible News. Okay. All right. So there's that as well. Um, also, Legal Shield. You guys, I have had quite the interesting month this month with Legal Shield. Uh, I, I love Legal Shield, as you guys know. I talk about it every show. The identity theft is rampant. It's actually, it's actually crazy. I, I could do a whole hour show every day on just the identity theft stories out there and the data breaches that have taken place. Um, and this month for associates, uh, what's interesting is they're doing uh, an advancement uh, to level up for associates. And that which is super cool because if you're an associate, this means that, that you love the product enough that you want to sell it. You want to start your own side gig, make some money. And I'm going to tell you something. If you do what they tell you to do and you actually learn the product, you learn how to promote the benefits of it, then you will actually make money. And I know everybody needs money, just so you know. But So this, this month, though, they're doing, for associates, they're doing this... Uh, uh, advanced to a manager um, promo. And a manager is the third level 
uh, commission, basically. So there's, you know, there's a lot of levels. When you first start out, of course, you start out uh, with a $60 commission uh, when you sell the full membership. And as you as you, you learn the product more, then you, of course, you make a double commission. It goes up to $120, and it goes up to $140, and then $160, and then $190, and it goes up to $230, and, and then $280. You make on the same exact sale as you begin to sell more and more. So um, so this month for uh, associates, right here, in fact, here's the commission chart. Uh, you probably won't be able to read it, but... Uh, so this month they're they're cutting the requirements for people to advance to manager, and I am literally one sale away uh, from <laughs> getting my bonus. Uh, it's actually not it's not a bonus. It's actually it's actually an increase in raise. So that's the cool thing with this is that you determine by how much work you do and how much you sell, you actually determine what your pay is going to be. So I am literally one sale away. And so it's a it's a ID Shield membership. So I just want to throw this out. Hey, if you are thinking about getting an ID Shield membership or a Legal Shield membership, and you've never had this before, or you've had it and you have not uh, been in Legal Shield for at least six months, then I want you to sign up under me because first of all, I want you to be on my team and under me uh, because I'm going to train you and I'm going to encourage you to get into your perks. Uh, but also because it will advance me to manager, which means I'll make more money. And I'm just being honest. Hey, as a business person, you got to remember when you're doing business, you got to make money, right? And the whole reason I picked this up is so I can actually continue to do most of the work that I do for free uh, here at Bible News Radio. And that's the flat out truth. I work a lot of jobs <laughs> and this is actually a very good one. So if you've been on the fence about joining and becoming a member of ID Shield or Legal Shield, please do it this week uh, because that, you know, this promo is, is going to be just this month. And um, you'll help me out, but I will also um, be super happy to help you out because the Legal Shield membership, everybody needs it. And as Vicki uh, Fitch said on Friday when we had her on the show, um, if your identity is stolen, it will lead into a legal issue at some point. And I'm going to tell you that there are data breaches constantly. And so everybody's data is at risk. And so the minimum that anybody has to invest in order to get ID shield protection is $9.95 a month. I mean, that's it. It's actually, that's it. That's actually it. That it's, that's the minimum. If you have a family, you're married and you have eight kids, Twenty-four ninety-five a month covers that. Twenty-four dollars and ninety-five cents. Yes. Be clear. Right. So, and you're and you're like, well, is there a catch? There's no catch. There's zero catch. That's the actual cost. And we monitor pretty much everything and give a five million dollar uh, guarantee uh, for that. In fact, let me see if I can remind you all, just because I love to remind everybody of this and um, because I keep hearing people say, well, what's the cover? Well, I'll tell you. Actually, I'll just go ahead and re I'll, re I'll retell you what it covers. Monitors. Okay, so ID Shield covers your credit score, your social security number, your passport, your driver's license, your medical ID cards, your medical ID cards, um, your, and that includes like your healthcare cards, all that stuff, everything you put into your thing. Um, 10 email addresses, your loans, your credit cards, up to 10 credit cards, up to 10 different bank accounts and savings accounts, all that, black market website surveillance, and for social media accounts. So if you're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, it monitors those. Plus, they give you ID Shield Vault, which is a password manager which is, uh, mil has military-grade encryption, which is actually part of Kroll, which is the one that actually this is run by, which is the top uh, privacy protection agency out there. And on top of all that, they give you a $5 million service guarantee. So I don't know. To me, it's $9.95. It's, it's $10 extremely well spent. 
in the event that something happens, they will do whatever it takes for as long as it takes to restore your identity back to the three-step, three pre-theft status. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit tired. All right, so it's really a no-brainer. You need to get it before you get a big fat headache. All right, don't, don't think that you're immune because everybody's identity for the most part has been breached. And this isn't just a bit, you know, people will go, well, you know, it's a credit card. You know, I have protection on my credit card. Your credit card company will alert you, but you're, they're not monitoring your social security or your driver's license or your passport. So there's a ton of things here that people have this misconception about. This covers everything. And they have an awesome member perks program with almost 500 places you can save money. I was literally on the phone this morning for almost an hour this morning uh, as an associate talking to the guy that worked there. And we've been telling people there's 400 things. He said to me this morning that there's almost 500 places you can save money. Um, and you get those perks when you're an ID Shield member. So go ahead, go to bit.ly forward slash protect me, all caps. And you can go there on that website. You can sign up directly yourself. Just pick the ID Shield membership. That's all you got to do. Fill in the info uh, and, and become part of my team. Or if you want me to help you sign up, contact me directly and say, hey, I want you to sign me up. I want you to show me those member perks because I guarantee you, you will save money. I was sitting here with my friend Cheryl because she just signed up. And I said, Cheryl, let's look at the perks because you have no idea. I mean, <laughs> she has no idea what the perks were. And I literally, for probably 45 minutes, went through the perks with her. And she not only will save probably $20 on her phone bill, um, but the type of shoes she wears, Skechers, they give you a 30% discount all times. They have restaurant coupons. Um, they have hotel. I mean, there's 500 different places. I can't even tell you all the places that you can save money. You, you will be actually paying... If you, if you get to just the individual one, you'll be paying basically 10 bucks a month. You will save more than $10 a month on your perks if you use them. I'll give you an example. This is just another example. I shared this with my group. There is a vitamin company inside the perks uh, where you go in and you pick what vitamins you want you need to take. You take a quiz and all this. And they give you a discount on the vitamins. I went in. I picked the vitamins that I currently take. Okay currently take every month and I know how much they cost because they're not cheap and the full price without the discount was about half the price of what I actually pay and the vitamins are more, are, are more organic than the current ones that I do so I mean even on my vitamins I'm saving money uh, with, with the perks so you know so anyway so and not to, it's, I'm not hard selling but I am about defending people and helping people save money and also protecting your identity. So um, if you want to be a Legal Shield member, uh, the, there are a million gazillion opportunities I can share with you there as well. Um, I don't want to take up the whole show to talk about that again. But um, if you're interested, go ahead and um, message me and I can set up a private time to talk to you. Um, if you're somebody who's considering being an associate, um, you know, again, that's a $99 investment. And that's to sign yourself up. Uh, and I would encourage you to do that as soon as possible so you can begin to, to earn your money back, which will not take you long uh, if you do the work and uh, you sit in and, and the, the mentoring that we'll do with you and all that. In fact, I was, I was uh, um, very encouraged today uh, when I was taking, talking to the associates person about a number of different things. So um, let me just put it this way. If you are somebody who wants to work and do the work you're not going to give up you want to be challenged and you actually want to make some money join legal shield be a part of my team and uh i'm being mentored by vicky who is a direct sales expert and her husband who is an executive director i have the best upline i frankly think in the business um the guy told me this morning when i was on the phone with him he said uh, he, he told me some stuff. He said, you are definitely in the top 1% of new people who've, who've signed up, you know, to get, to get, um, to get people on. So, you know, we're, we're in good company. That's all I'm saying. If, if you're feeling insecure or on the edge, consider who your mentor is. And then 
step out in faith and do it. I actually did. Honestly, hey, I did. I stepped out in faith. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't see myself necessarily as a salesperson, but I thought, you know what? What the heck? What have I got to lose? I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot for a year. If I don't make my hundred bucks back, then I'll go, all right, well, maybe this isn't for me. I've made 10 times that back already. Okay. So it is possible. So think about it. All right. Also, if you want to be a pillar of our community um, and donate to our show, a number of you have already done that. I totally appreciate all of that. You guys rock. Um, you know, just go ahead over to BibleNewsRadio.com to our, our give page, sign up to become a monthly donor uh, and do that and just say, hey, I want to be a pillar. You can depend on me to donate whatever amount it is you want to donate. Then that would definitely help me out. And if you want to support Randall and I and uh, this upcoming trip we have to Oklahoma to cover the Prophecy Watchers Conference, um, which is above and beyond what we bring in every month, uh, then donate to that too. And, And let us get there without the burden of an extra financial thing so that we can go and bless you because that's really why I'm going. I want to go to get the interviews to bless you so you know what's going on uh, in the world of Bible prophecy. And um, and we've been back now. We, we've been invited back now for the second year in a row. And um, I don't know. It's super cool. I don't know. Do you have anything to say, Randall? I'm kind of like, I'm running out of steam here. I'm I'm... <laughs> Randall got four hours of sleep. I only think I got about three in the last 24. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just like, you know, and, and do, do you have a picture of Cheryl, me and you, you can put up? No, not handy. Okay. Cause it's on my Facebook. If you go to my Facebook, you can get it there. I could uh, look there. Yeah. Cause if you came in late, uh, part of the reason I'm tired is my best friend in the whole world, uh, you know, for over 30 years, we finally were able to connect again after, um, uh, 30 years. And, uh, anyway, and so I stayed up to the middle of the night and that, yes, they're a pre-trib. They come from a pre-trib position, although not all the speakers are, there's actually a couple of pre-wrath, uh, speakers and different views, um, and all that. You can actually go to prophecywatchers.com and learn more. So, uh, you can learn more about who's speaking at it and stuff. We've had most of the guests on our show. In fact, Ryan Peterson, uh, who wrote the book about the judgment of the Nephilim. He's going to be there for the first time. I would get to meet him in person. And Doug Hershey wrote the book um, about um, Israel. Um, what was it called? Something about Israel. <laughs> What's it called? It's the one about maps. It shows how Israel was all this time ago and how it was barren yeah. and now how it's going back. Recall. Israel Rising, that's the name of it. Uh, anyway, he'll be there. I won't I will have ne- I haven't met either one of those guys in person, but they both were on my show this year already. Um so he'll be there. LA Marzuli will be there, Gary Stearman, Bob Ulrich, uh Tommy Ice, Dr. Tommy Ice, who I met last year, JD Farag, Jan Markell, um LA LA Marzuli, did I already say him? No. Uh, um yeah, LA Marzuli is mm. gonna be there. Um David Reagan is gonna be there, who I've never met. Um, and a whole bunch, I mean, there's over 30 speakers, so they're, you know, go check it out on the website. All right. Let me throw a photo up. Yeah, go ahead. This is the last one. Oh, the one that, um, you tagged me in. The one with you in it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's it's up there. All right, so this is us earlier today, and, uh. That's why I'm tired, because that woman showed up in the middle of the night in my house. <laughs> and then we were up till like, after 2 o'clock, so. And I wake up usually around 3 to 4, so. <laughs> I don't even know if she's in here. I don't think she is. But I want to say hi to Caroline and Bill again. Percy, Pastor Percy. Lice, I don't know if that's a real person or if that's a bot. It looks like a bot. Elaine came in and all that. Uh, So let's see here. Yep. So, yeah, anyway, so you guys, so that is, um, so that's pretty much our show. Yep. So tomorrow I'll get, I'll get a lot of rest tonight. I'm pretty sure of it because I'm really tired right now. 
tomorrow we're going to pick up again. We're going to talk about the marketing of homosexuality to America part three. And we're going to look at the third tactic uh, that these two homosexual activists wrote about. And so we'll do another presentation for you so that you'll be able to get equipped. I want to say thank you to Darren and a number of other, other, other people that wrote me and shared out our show last week that we did on jamming. Uh, some of you actually, and this is, this, this encourages me because it took me a couple of hours to put that show together, uh, to, to type out everything and to, you know, put it up on the screen for you. Um, it's encouraging to me when you look at the evidence, what we're showing you, and then you're going, oh my gosh, this is an example of that. And now I get it, Right. So we're peeling back the onion, right? We're exposing the unfruitful deeds of darkness so that, you know, when people say one thing, you can actually go back to them and say, well, did you know this though? I mean, have you ever felt like when, you know, like at one point in your life, have you ever thought that homosexuality was really wrong? Most people, if they're honest, if they're over 50, will go, yeah, I actually used to. And then you're like, but then it, the media started saying, oh, this is so good. You know, and then you started feeling uncomfortable because that's what they were telling you. And they're, they were giving you this, this message in order to jam you up, to mess up with your, to mess with your feelings, to make you feel bad about something that you used to believe. So now you're like, oh, I'm not sure if I should believe this. But they did it on purpose. They did it on purpose. They flooded you with the images and then they shamed you and then they manipulated the language and because you want people to like you and you don't want to go against the grain, you all of a sudden decide you would comply too. Um, and let's just face it, everybody does on some level for the most part. Most people do because everybody wants to be liked. But when it comes to denying the truth of God's word, we have to be really careful to be really, really rooted and grounded in his word and to obey God rather than man, and to care more about the approval of God than man. And unfortunately, uh, as, as you study history and you look through history, uh, you will see that when the Bible declares that we are like sheep and we are brought to slaughter, you know, that he uses that analogy, um, it's because we are. Human beings are easily swayed and intimidated, and bullied, let's put it that way. Um, and it takes real strong men and women of courage and fortitude who are, who are going to say, nope, I'm going to stand with the Lord. He, he is my defender. He is the only one that doesn't lie. Uh, he would never lead me into promoting anything evil and sinful. God doesn't do that. God doesn't lie, and he doesn't promote perversity. And so if somebody with his name is saying, well, yeah, this is accurate, blah, blah, blah. God does not promote perversity. He doesn't. He, he died for it so that we can be set free from it. All types of perversity. So, um, <clears throat> so don't feel bad if, you know, you've been human because we all are, right? But, um, but I want you to be armed and equipped. I want you to go, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. I saw that. That, that's what that was. Why, why am I believing the word of an unregenerated mind, a homosexual man who engaged in homosexual acts, hardened his heart against his creator, and learned all these public persuasion tactics to advocate for his worldview when the Bible is a holy book and all I got to do is believe and trust that. And the Bible also says that the God of it loves me. Right? I once heard a guy, a pastor, I think his name was Bill Ferris, at a Vineyard Christian Fellowship of, um, I want to say Anaheim. I don't know if it was or not. I can't remember. It's been so long ago. But he said one thing I'll never forget, and it was that the God of the Bible is the only God that you're ever going to have who will love you back. You know, he, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, he is the only God who declares to be God who proved he was God by what he did on the cross for our sin, and he is the only one that will love us back. All these other gods, whatever it is, advocating, they will not love you back. They don't love you. In fact, they hate you. So, you know, 
uh, I do my best to advocate the one that loves me. So, you know what? The Bible says Jesus loves me. This I know. Yeah, it does. So why not believe it and do what it says, right? Stand up for what Jesus said and, um, and obey him, right? And, and that's the other thing. And I know we got like a minute left. But when are we going to be people of courage and backbone and say, you know what? My Redeemer lives, right? Hey, my God rose himself from the dead. He conquered death, right? He did this amazing act of love that no other God ever did. In fact, the other gods, like the God of Islam and all that, they expect their adherents to blow themselves up with no guarantee of anything, but just maybe if the balances get weighed in their favor, maybe they'll get to go into paradise, their, their fake version of par- paradise. But Jesus died for us because he loves us, and he came to set the captives free. And he needs us to walk with him so that we can keep going out there sharing the good news that deliverance is possible from not just homosexuality, but all sin, right? Hey, if you're a liar, God can deliver you. If you're addicted to pornography or you've had an abortion or you're a drug addict, God can deliver you, right? If you have a mental problem, depression, anxiety, God can deliver you. He delivered me of that, right? Um, He is the all-powerful, all-loving, all-healing one. And he loves us, so why why not advocate on his behalf, right? <laughs> He's got your back for real. Um, so there you have it. And uh, I think I should go take a nap. <sighs> no, just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. <laughs> anyway, so Randall, you got any closing comments? Uh, I won't go on screen because I'm set up for the close, but uh, I read recently, I thought it was a nice little clip that said... Uh, Instead of telling God how big your storm is, tell your storm how big your God is. Yeah, I just spilled water all over myself. Yeah, I did. That's all right, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know what? People who don't think, um, you know, uh, like what storms have you gone through, right? Like today, my friend Bev, my new friend Bev, who is my friend Cheryl's best friend, uh, Bev was sharing with me. She's 50 or she's, yeah, she's 50. She has had back surgery, colon surgery, arm surgery, two brain surgeries, um, and some other surgery I forgot about, like five or six major surgeries, right? This woman has. And, and she showed me all her scars. I mean, literally she's shown me her scar on her back, on her stomach, a hysterectomy on her arm. I, I couldn't see any scars on her head cause she had hair, but but, and it was like seven years ago that happened. But, you know, she said to me, she said, you know what? I choose to wake up every day and, and thank him and live the day as if it's my last and give him joy. You know, we all go through stuff. All of us have had horrible things happen in our life. And it's a, it's a result of the sin sick fallen world that we live in. Right? But Jesus came to set the captives free and to bring healing and salvation to us. And all we got to do is believe it, accept it, receive him and what he did. He calls us his child and repent and choose to, to turn around, right? To turn around, to walk away from that and walk towards him. And you're born again, right? That's it. That, I mean, it's that simple. Once you do that, you read the Bible and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so obvious. Yeah, and it makes total sense. Your life will change forever. So go read the Bible, go pray. If you're somebody that doesn't yet know the Lord, say, hey, you know what? I don't know you, but I want to know about you. I heard this weird lady on Bible News Radio say, if I opened up the Bible, you would talk to me. And I really want you to, so please do that. He will, trust me. (laughs) He will. And your life will be changed forever. Forever and eternity. And then you'll be an advocate for the good news. And that's what we want. So I'm going to end there by just saying thank you again just you know has however god leads you to donate to us however if you want to be a pillar become part of legal shield with us uh, or um uh sponsor us for the prophecy conference or just give us a million dollars because you love us so much (laughs) you know hey i'm believing just go over to our website do that join our email list text me at 33222 text bible news to 33222 And we'll be with you again tomorrow, Lord willing. 
uh, at the same time, same place. Okay, so be bold, stand up, and go with God because he loves you. <laughs> I'll see you later.